is a proper animal. This is the All I Eat is Steak podcast. Monday evening. Go time. Now, we took over a week off because we were in Asia. We were in Thailand doing a meditation, yoga, personal development, insanely difficult fitness, pushing, pushing, pushing ourselves, every aspect of ourselves, our minds, our bodies, our emotions, and really getting after it, and we had the best week of our life. Unequivocally, the best week of our life. We took 30 brave souls over there, mostly from Los Angeles. We had 40, 10 dropped out because of the coronavirus fears, which we are going to talk about for the entirety of this podcast. But the important thing to know is that we firsthand were in Asia for the past seven days, for the past nine days, including travel, really 30 plus hours of travel both ways. So 60 plus hours of travel. We spent uh, a very long time in layover and in Hong Kong airport. Uh, We stayed on the airport for in the airport for a couple of reasons. We weren't afraid at all, but just we didn't want to get hung up. Like we didn't want to like go into Hong Kong and then be told we couldn't get into Thailand, which is probably what would have happened if we went in a day or two later than we did. Because Thailand was super strict, just like all the Asian countries have been super strict in how they handle this thing. And the difference between most Asian countries and the U.S. is that most Asian countries are Asian. (laughs) They have one race, you know, whether it's Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Thai. And they actually do, most of those people actually believe that the government as heavy-handed as they can be, have the best interests of the people at heart. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But when the Chinese government says, shut it down, the Chinese will shut it down without much of a complaint. Uh, And the Chinese handled it very well. So we made a joke, but it was true that actually while we were in Asia, we were in the safest place in the world because at that time that we were there, the cases were diminishing and it was rounding to zero and no, nobody was dying. So what's really important to us with respect to any type of analysis we're going to do is what do we see with our own eyes? And so this is what we can tell you about Hong Kong specifically. We flew into Hong Kong um, from Los Angeles about eight or nine days ago. We got in there very early in the morning and the airport was a ghost town. Now, we'd been in that airport before, so we can say that absolutely it was a ghost town. We felt very bad for the people working there because they were, looked like, you know, you know how it works in airports. It's like the airport doesn't own those stores. People own those stores. And so it just was like there was nobody in there to buy the goods, and this is going to be a big problem going forward. And this is actually a much bigger problem than the virus itself. We're not minimizing the virus. We're just saying that the shutdown throughout the world, globally, the shutdown here in Los Angeles, as ridiculous as it is, uh, we is co- going to cause more problems than the virus itself. Now, with that said, we are fully in line with the belief of the precautionary principle, which is to use overwhelming force and overwhelming precaution to stop something. However, we would not include a complete shutdown of all businesses as the optimal way to enforce that. Now, that's what China did, and it did work for them. So we are not 100% on that, but 
What LA has done, for example, is just bonkers in our estimation. We'll get to that at the end. So what we have seen with our own eyes is when we first got to Hong Kong airport, it was desolate and quiet and a little eerie, uh, but mostly there wasn't this fear in the air. It was just like, okay, this thing's totally under control. Would you please come back? Would you please bring tourism back here was the sense we got from the shopkeepers. We went to Thailand, had the best week of our life. We just went, got so after it. I'd rather talk about that, and we will uh, tomorrow maybe, but tonight is only about the coronavirus. So the good news is, though, when we came back, so a, a day ago when we're at Hong Kong Airport for the second time for a longer layover, the airport was kind of happening. Like there were people there, um, there were um, plenty of flights and whatnot, and all appearances are with our own eyes, not from fake news, with our own eyes. And by the way, everything you're reading about this thing on the internet, I would say nearly everything is wrong, is incorrect. Just based on what I've seen, based on my ability to do math, <laughs> and based on my extensive analysis, even of the precautionary principle and of Nassim Taleb. So the interesting thing is that two sets of people, two kinds of people are aligned really in this. And I would put One of them are the good guys, and the bad guys are also aligned. So the good guys are Nassim Taleb and his cohort. I would put Tim Ferriss in that category of good guys who say, hey, look, let's just get this thing. Let's flatten the curve. Let's get this thing under control. Let's make everybody feel safer and shut things down, shut gatherings down. Now, what is interesting to me is that neither one of those two I think Nassim Taleb probably talked about it. I'm not sure about Tim Ferriss. Talked about the very hidden costs. They're very hidden and not so hidden costs of doing that. When people can't make a living, things can get dangerous very quickly. So I'm not sure how much they factor that into it. China has a much more malleable, compliant populace, and they were much more willing to say, okay, you want us to take off work? That's what we'll do. And the Chinese government, of course, has been shown to, to, to do whatever it has to do violently to suppress any type of dissent within the populace. So the Chinese people are very kowtowed and will do what they say, and perhaps that worked. Perhaps that's why China is now back to work. But as the New York Times said, and I don't read the New York Times because it's fake news, but what I saw the headline in the New York Times is it's harder to start the, the, the economy back up again. And now China's like, come on, everybody, you know, we're all back to work. The factories are open. Uh, we, we, we need you to start putting your orders in and we need more tourists and we need people to travel and we need to do all this stuff again to get restarted. But we don't have any doubt that that will happen. And if, any, and if what we saw with our own eyes a couple days ago was correct and they're already back to work and what we've read now and we look we try to read as as little as possible and then sometimes as much as possible getting all sides of it and we want to address kind of like the glaring problems that we've seen with the analysis thus far okay so we said this crazy thing just based on logic based on logic of what we've seen with our own eyes 
is that if this thing started in Wuhan last year, late last year, right? And uh, there was all kinds, there was no travel restrictions. China hadn't shut down for a while. Like China's being uh, like kind of yelled at for not like telling the world what was going on. So there had to have been this very long window of time where this thing was spreading. And if it's supposedly spreading at the rate that all these graphs, and I'm definitely going to get into the how you can lie with graphs and math part, but not yet, is that logically then wouldn't you think that we might have already been exposed to it? Wouldn't you think that Maybe some of us have even like in February when we were all had the weird kind of sickness that didn't really take anybody out. Everyone was still going to the gym, but people kind of felt just a little bit off that that might have been that might have been it. That, that's just an intuition we had. We have no basis on that, um, but we're just using logic that when this thing started based on what's been reported, again, so who knows how long this thing was actually around. There was plenty of free travel in and out of China. There was plenty of, um, you know, that's why the the second real problem, Italy, has come up uh, because there was all kinds of Chinese and Italian travel and interaction during that time period. But it wasn't just those two countries. So there's all kinds of, like, suspicious things happening with this thing and what it did and I want to finish my other point I want to like not meander too much on this podcast and I want to just button this up and be done with it after this so uh, Tim Ferriss Nassim Taleb they represent the good guys they are talking about the precautionary principle we are with them 1000% we just would implement it quite differently because we believe there are all kinds of hidden financial as well as psychological costs to doing a total Chinese shutdown Okay, but we would err on the side of doing that. The challenge also is with that is there are bad guys also involved in that. And the bad guys, and I would put all of the media in that category, I would put people who are living in fear, which is most of the population right now, people who are not healthy, who are sick in the head, and that like are addicted to fear and need to put their fear on someone else. And I would also put into that category the, the really the top Dr. Evils, Right, and I don't really. I know there's there is evil in the world. I I, I feel like maybe some of the some of that at the top evil is at some way well intended, but there is a command and control aspect to all of this as well, and you can kind of see that with the shutdowns in America. Th- these control tactics, which will not work in America, by the way, because we just this is like vi- it's violation of constitutional rights to come in and tell. Um, companies that they have to shut down their businesses. It's just not the way this country works, for better or for worse. Now, if companies are voluntarily complying and shutting down, that's their business. They're private companies, they can do it. But if a company wants to stay open, like mine, I I, I mean, I I would do it as well. And one of our our favorite people is a... a, It seems like the pastors understand this. And I've, you know, I've rediscovered my Christian faith in the past year and... Or a little bit longer than that, but really solidly in the past year. And so I follow all these pastors and they seem to be the only ones that kind of are are talking about 
faith versus fear. And that's another thread we're going, but let me button up this Tim Ferriss, Nassim Taleb. So paradoxically, the people that actually want the best for you are actually also aligned with the evil geniuses of the world that want to control you. And so I guess the difference would be that Tim Ferriss and Nassim Taleb would say, shut everything down for like a, a, the, 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 the minimum effective dose of time that it would take for this to pass and then slowly reopen, cautiously reopen in the way that China did. And then the command and controllers would say no. And that's the scary part is that, you know, the very communist Northern California is, is under martial law basically presently. They're, not, they're telling you people not, they can't leave their houses. Now that's scary, right? Um, that, I, well, that will not work in Southern California because we have too many actual libertarians here that uh, have guns. And so it's just, I, you can't do that to a people. You can't do that to uh, an American people. And so um, for better or for worse, you know, no one knows. And I'm, I'm just, I'm hopefully want to be humble enough to know that like, you know, I could get sick, Bay could get sick, and I would probably wish I made different decisions, but I just have a couple of things going for it. We have a few things going for us in that regard. The first one is that we have faith in a higher power and that there's a plan for us and that there's a plan for you. And our higher power, God and Jesus, have, we feel have been with us from the, from the very beginning and really only recently have I recognized that. And that not once throughout, so we had this Thailand retreat planned for a year. It was our second one. And even as people were dropping out and we were getting news on this, I not once did I ever feel that type of hit I got, like, I got a, I never. I did not get a, ever get a sign other than to go, to go there and be strong and be an example of, of not being afraid, be an example of not buying in to this fear-based mentality, and so we went. And I had it easier than than Bay because Bay was, you know, Bay was surrounded by people at her work that were all gung ho about her trip. And gave her permission until like right before we left when the news flow started to get really scary. And so Bay had a few moments there where, you know, she was thinking about canceling. And of course, I said, if, that, if, you, if you really feel that way, then please cancel because I'm not going to drag you there under those type of conditions. But thankfully, she had some beef liver and a ribeye and became fortified. And that brings to the second advantage I have, and it's really this way of eating. Like, I, I, I just, we're going to do a re, total rebrand on this podcast because I want to go a little broader. And I'm, I'm almost like... I'll keep hitting on the carnivore way of eating as like the most, one of the most important things I've ever done in my life on the new podcast, but I want to go a little bit broader. I want to talk to more people. And so, uh, as a destroyer, so beautifully and gently gave me that information before I left is maybe we, I, although I love the name, all I eat is steak. We might go a little bit broader. 
um, and we will continue to talk about this way of eating, but to reach more people, I think we might be able to just call it something else. I don't know yet. We'll let that come to us when it does. Um, but that being said, this way of eating, I just don't feel weak ever. And what I'm realizing, what's so crazy is that only the weak are being manipulated. Only the weak are scared. Only the weak, and this is inter- fascinating too, right? Because the control narrative, the manipulative narrative, the bad guy narrative first was, this is the worst thing ever, you're going to die, right? That was the fear narrative. But what I, what I saw was that there were enough actually like calm, clear-headed people to, to just not fall for it. Like it just, it still hasn't happened. The fear narrative didn't work. So now the new narrative is guilt. The new narrative is guilt. It's like, oh, then uh, you're not afraid of this thing, but you could kill your parents, right? So that's the new narrative, the guilt narrative. And that is the rationale for the lockdown. You even have people on social media, like virtue signaling that they don't want to travel or they don't want to live fully and strongly because they don't want to uh, jeopardize someone else. That's a great, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I almost fell for that one for a second until I realized, oh, guilt is the second control narrative, which will also fail. And then probably the last control narrative that you can look for is some sort of apathy, like some sort of we close, we're closing everything down and we're never going to open it again. And the government's going to control everything. And that will not work either Thankfully, because there are enough strong-minded people, there are enough carnivores out there that um, it just won't work. And so I'm, I'm very confident that we will be up and out of this thing in the next few months. Okay, it might get worse before it gets better. That's the way things usually work. Uh, but it, like in a few months, I'm very confident there it will be like you won't even really quite remember it, which is scary in a way because we really ought to remember this for a long time, right? And not that it was uh, this super dangerous thing, just that it was new and novel. And so, yes, right to take the precautionary measures, overwhelmingly be cautious, wash your hands excessively. um, But... You don't need to shut things down because just like they did in China, they, are, they don't even realize the damage. The, the, I mean, I, it was a good thing. Let's just call it what China did a good thing, but they have a lot of work to do to repair the damage done. And what is going to happen here in Los Angeles, which was a total command and control, mostly evil overreaction, is that... You know, people are going to lose their job. It's already happened. People have been laid off, so then people are going to not be able to pay their bills. They're not going to be able to buy food. And so we don't quite know yet how what, what kind of repercussions this has. Okay, let me just give a solution that I think m- might have been a, a heck of a lot more effective, and I would have loved to have seen this from more business leaders. But what happened in California was that the Silicon Valley – the biggest virtue signalers in the world were like Twitter shut down. So then Facebook had to shut down and then Facebook shut down. So everybody had to shut down. But of course, you know, who didn't shut down Amazon, 
right? And, and by shutdown, I just mean they, they had their workers work remotely. Um, so they're still, they, they don't suffer a glitch on that. That basically was something that they said. But the Garcetti cancellations has been very weak leadership from a guy I voted for. Incredibly weak leadership. Here's what I would have said. Uh, if you're 70 or older, okay, 70 or older, you, you want to stay inside. You want to stay inside. If you're in good health and under 70 years of age, continue with much more caution in your day-to-day. Continue with uh, more mindfulness in your day-to-day, but continue. And if you have a parent that's around that's of that age just be very cautious with them and also think about buying some food just for them so they don't have to spend as much time shopping and going out there i would not have closed any of the restaurants i would not have closed anything like the numbers on this thing it just is not adding up like the hockey stick growth of this thing this exponential growth of this thing Of course, it can happen. And if it does, it will happen very, very fast. I haven't seen that. All I've seen is exponential growth in fear of this thing. And so maybe that's the best thing. Like maybe we are doing the right thing by shutting Los Angeles down right now. I just don't, I'm not getting the intuitive hit that it is. But at the end of the day, it probably doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, I'm hoping, hopefully, a couple of weeks, if it only lasts a couple of weeks, people can somehow manage. Hopefully, bill collectors will just lay off the gas on their job a little bit and, and offer some compassion to people and that this thing is over and done with in a couple of weeks. And just by the way that people can shift and change their opinion and the way that the market can go up and down, depending on the day, I just kind of feel like it'll be Getting, I think we're almost at peak stupid. We've almost climbed the mountain of stupidity to its highest peak thus far. We'll probably go higher, um, but it's almost over in that regard. And these narratives, these control narratives, be it fear, guilt, or apathy, they're just they, 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 at each stage it it weakens. And so we, we just we, we're very optimistic. You know, but hey, look, we said this on one of our threads is that we might just be carnivore. And so we think everything's amazing right now. And but the world could be crumbling around us. So we are aware of our limitations with respect to seeing things clearly. We just may be way too optimistic about the human condition. Uh, What we know personally, though, for ourselves is. Because we've been doing this for 18 months, and even when we were keto, it's really challenging for us personally to not to get sick. We get sick actually more, maybe even more often, but it just lasts for about a few hours. In other words, because we're super aggressive in our life and we interact and we will never socially isolate, um, we, you know, like it's just like we are exposed to more stuff, but but it's just because our immune system is so strong right now. God, God's grace, God's grace, and the carnivore way of eating, or maybe the carnivore way of eating is God's grace. So humbly, it's just very difficult for us to get sick. You know, we started sneezing a little bit on the plane coming back last night, but it it moved through us, and we're totally fine right now. So I. 
I want to, I really want to be done with this conversation because it's, it's so dumb. And so what I would, I would also just really hope and pray is like the, the worst part about this, this isolation and shutdown is everyone's going to be on social media, you know, posting and reposting fake news. The good news is that I've actually seen some very level-headed analysis coming out of like people I never actually thought might be that way. And I don't rabbit hole any of this stuff. You know, I, I spend as little time as possible uh, reading actual stuff about it. But because I've been on it most of today, I hardly was on it at all, although I posted uh, in Thailand. Like, there's some interesting, like, conspiracy theories about, you know, how this might have started and what's actually going on. And I think there's kind of enough pushback on it that we'll all comply with what we're doing in L.A. uh, under Garcetti, the Garcetti shutdown. Uh, Not many people are happy about it, I'm sure. Closing the gyms, wow, that's a tough one. Uh, Closing some restaurants and bars will 100% go out of business because their margins are so low. They cannot afford to be closed for two weeks. So people are going to lose their jobs. And... You know, what might happen is that might be the thing that saved us from having an outbreak. I don't believe that. But if I'm willing to, if that actually is the case to, or if I believe that is the case to admit that later on. Uh, But, you know, that's the, the, what I do like about the move of shutting things down is if it works, no one will really even know that that was what did it. Right? Because... I guess that's a double-edged sword because that could work the other way too because it it might like not have mattered at all to shut it down but when it does get better which we believe would happen either way uh, Garcetti and all the people that shut down California can say well that was because we shut it down and so I guess maybe strategically longer term it's a good move Um, I don't know I, I, you know, I'm just going to just say that I don't know. I, I don't believe that. I, I just feel like there's a lot of cost to that as well. And we got to, there was a smarter way to do this, but maybe just sometimes overwhelming blunt force is the best idea. And here we are now in our lockdown period in the studio, not much different than life was before. Uh, other than the idea that we're not going to the gym every day, but we do run outside on the beach. If you want to join us, it's pretty much every morning about 7 a.m. And then we're going to keep having meditations here. Although, you know, people are afraid. People are afraid of Bay and I because we were just in China and Asia. So I get it. It's funny to us because you couldn't have been anywhere safer and more isolated than we were. Uh, but we understand. So if you're brave and willing to come sit with us. Maybe some of the people that were on the retreat with us will be listening to this and come sit with us anytime. We meditate at around 7 p.m. So it's like 7 and 7. Run at 7, David Goggins style, get a little kick-ass training, and in the evening, a little meditation. If you can meditate and if you can train yourself physically hard, work your edge, and if you believe in a higher power, it's going to be really hard for you to get sick. If you do all those three things and are 
leaning carnivorous or moving to a strict carnivore way of eating or are a strict carnivore, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to even buy into any of the fear that's happening around the sickness. So that's what we recommend. Stay the course. And what else do we want to do this? We really just want to talk about this once. It is the dumbest thing we've ever seen in life. Okay, stock market. Stock market's been getting killed, then it will rally, then it will get killed again. This is, you know, okay, this, this is another breakdown like we saw in 2007, 2008. These things generally take some time to recover. In this case, our intuition is, and maybe this is again because we feel too well, it will, at some point, soon we believe, the narrative will change for the better around this thing, whether it's, well, uh, it's slowed down, it's going to slow down, in other words, or there'll be so much stimulus. Like we gave you the two things that would happen. It will either get better, the virus, So the stock market has been getting killed. Uh, Again, one of the dumbest things we've ever seen. We said that there would be a stimulus if things got worse. We actually saw things get better, at least in our mind. But there was stimulus anyways because of the shutdown, which made sense. Uh, And then the stock market sold off even more because it was seen as a sign of weakness. We get that. However, you cannot... like. They have allocated at least $700 billion, and when they say that, it could be twice that much to start supporting asset prices. And the way they do that is it's, 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 they indirectly buy the stock market. So right now, smart people, the smartest people I know, are taking a look at companies. First of all, the companies that like, like Netflix or Amazon or Facebook that are killing it right now, the internet-only companies that don't have any real China uh, supply chain issues, are killing it right now. And uh, those stocks are on sale. So you can do your own research and find those. Uh, the, The smartest people I know are buying those stocks. And also some of the ones that do have China supply chain issues like Apple or Tesla, China's factories are almost at 100%. So... You ought to look past that and buy them. Now, what the market is reacting to right now, who knows? I think it's the U.S. fear. It's the fear that it's going to be worst case scenario in the U.S. But the reason that we have a heck of a lot of confidence, and we never have 100% confidence, we have a 90% confidence that you can buy stocks here, even though they might go lower. And so we've always we've always recommended a you ease your way into it. So if you want to take... Uh, a 100k position you do you know 20k at a time each time the market goes down you buy 20k but each time it goes down by a lot you buy a little more you buy a little more buy a little more until you have your full position you're never going to catch the absolute bottom just like you're never going to catch the absolute top Uh, but the reason that we can be reasonably comfortable with making that recommendation 20-year career reputation on the line is that even at the worst case scenario which we'll get to in a minute with the graphs and whatnot and all that is like even at the worst case scenario and that's a lot of people dying and this is not at at all 
minimizing those deaths. At the worst case scenario, there are these companies aren't going to go out of business. And some of them, even right now, are thriving, like Amazon. So uh, you can do that. And we just think the narrative's going to change. We just think just like the narrative went downhill so fast, it can reverse just as fast. And things are on the upswing. And I'm just super, super skeptical about anything I get from the mainstream media. And, you know, obviously just as skeptical about things that you get on the internet via social platforms. It's just bonkers. So I think that's enough for now. Uh, We want to talk about our retreat and all the amazing happenings that happened there. If you're feeling afraid right now, you're not alone. Okay. We've been working. We said it like we're built for this. We were built for this moment. We've been doing this, uh, working on ourselves for our whole lives, like the destroyer. Uh, We found something in the last 18 months that took us to an entirely new level. That's the carnivore way of eating. But prior to that, we've been meditating and doing yoga and all kinds of spiritual practice. We have a higher power. And we just got, we've been training for this, like David Goggins said, right? Been training our ass off for life. And it's like, well, why would you do that? Well, this is why. So we're ready. If you're feeling it, You're not alone, but there's a lot of things you can do to help yourself with that feeling. First thing, I think the easiest thing is move to a carnivorous way of eating. That's the easiest thing. Anybody can do that. Uh, Second thing would just be to meditate. Take 12 breaths every day, non-negotiable. 12 breaths first thing in the morning. And then you can read some books and start exploring the idea of a higher power. It doesn't have to be It can be whatever you want. It can be whatever faith is closest to you. But having faith and knowing that there is a plan and you're a part of it and it's for big things and it's never to be in fear. It's never to walk in fear. And I do like the idea that, you know, we all feel fear, myself included, but we go anyways. And then when we go anyways, we feel less fear. Right? We might feel a lot of fear, but once we kind of make the decision that we're not going to move from that place, things really start to get good for us. And then it becomes a pattern, it becomes a habit, and then that, that fear, although it will still arise, it goes away pretty quickly just by the act of going. So we're going to keep going here. We're going to keep talking to you, but we're probably not going to talk about this thing again. This is all you need to know as far as we know right now. As things move and change, we will keep you posted. But for now, this is a button. We're putting it in it. This is the proper animal. I'll eat a steak. Go have a big piece of steak. Run outside. Say hello to somebody you love. We're out. Good night.